Welcome to Apologetics with Brian O'Connell, where in each episode I answer difficult questions that confront Christianity. In our last episode, we looked at several of the beliefs of the world's major religions. We concluded that each of these religions have contradictory beliefs and that they can each be false, but they cannot each be true. So then, are they all false? Or is it possible that there is one true faith? This is the question that I want us to answer over the next couple of episodes. Is it possible for there to be just one true faith? I think that it is. Not only that, but I believe that Christianity is that one true faith. So let's look at what makes Christianity different from all other religions. When one studies the world's religions and does a side-by-side comparison with Christianity, it becomes clear that there are some clear differences between Christianity and all other religions. Some of these differences include things like what Jesus claimed and taught, the miracles he performed, his claim to be God, as well as the resurrection. Let's look at each of these closer. First, with the authority by which Jesus taught. Each of the founders of the world's religions, they claimed to be able to teach a truth that could possibly lead to eternal life, but Jesus claimed to actually be the truth and the life. For example, in John chapter 14, verse 6, the Apostle John records a conversation that Jesus had with one of his disciples. In responding to Thomas, Jesus said this. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. In John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus is talking to Martha, who's grieving the death of her brother Lazarus. During this conversation with Martha, Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Another characteristic that sets Christianity apart is that all founders of the world's main religions have died and their bodies or ashes can be visited except for Jesus Christ. For example, Buddha, he died and his ashes were buried in several different locations. Confucius, he died and his grave is in Khufu, China. And lastly, the prophet Muhammad, he died and his grave is in Medina, which is in the western region of Saudi Arabia. But the one thing that makes Christianity unique and separates it from all other religions is that no other major religious leader ever claimed to be God. In fact, Buddha claimed that he was only a man who discovered a form of spiritual enlightenment. But Buddha did not view his enlightenment as being a form of divine revelation. In fact, according to the Oxford Dictionary of World Religions, There's a strong emphasis from the Buddha that he is only a physician who can diagnose ills and suggest the path to a cure, but that each person must be his or her own savior. If you've ever had the opportunity to travel to China, chances are that one of the many Confucius temples was on your itinerary. But the interesting thing is that even though he believed in heaven, Confucius never claimed to be a religious leader. And in fact, his teachings were even humanistic and not religious. According to the Cambridge Illustrated History of Religions, Confucius believed that his mission on earth was to transmit ancient culture. 
In fact, during his life, he called for the universal education and a focus on humanist practices, which he called the way. He believed that it was through knowledge and studying the way that students would be able to transform their characters. But never did Confucius claim to be a religious leader. When it comes to Islam and the Prophet Muhammad, nowhere does Muhammad or the Quran claim that he is God. In fact, in Surah 3, Ayah 144 of the Quran, it makes it clear that Muhammad is not God and says that Muhammad is no more than an apostle. This understanding of Muhammad is made clear throughout the Quran, where it refers to him as either the apostle of God or as the prophet. So we've just looked at other religious founders. Now let's look at Jesus and Christianity. The question is, did Jesus believe that he was God? According to Muslims and Jehovah's Witnesses, they claim that Jesus never claimed to be God and that the Bible does not actually teach the deity of Christ. They argue that this belief is the result of Christians deifying Christ hundreds of years after his death. Is this true? If this is true, then it means that Christians are committing blasphemy by worshiping Jesus as God. So, is there any way to prove whether or not Jesus claimed or believed himself to be God? The answer to this is yes. And we can do this by looking at three different things. We can prove this by looking at what Jesus said and taught, by looking at the reaction of the Jews, and by looking at who the disciples and apostles thought Jesus was. Unfortunately, we won't be able to address all of these things in this episode. So what we're going to do is address what Jesus said and taught in this episode. And in the next episode, we're going to look at the reaction of the Jews as well as who the disciples and apostles thought that Jesus was. So now let's look at some of the examples of what Jesus said and taught. For example, throughout chapter 5 of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says the following, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not murder, in verse 21. Do not commit adultery, in verse 27. Do not break an oath, in verse 33. An eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, in verse 38. And love your neighbor and hate your enemy, in verse 43. And after each of these verses, Jesus said, But I tell you, if you're new to Christianity, or possibly new to even reading the Bible, these verses may not seem like much. And you may be confused as to why I'm even using these verses to show that Jesus is claiming equality with God. However, the significance of these verses is the fact that each of these verses are references to commands that God had given. For example, the first two verses Jesus mentioned were directly from the Ten Commandments, and the other verses were references to other rules or commands that God had given the Israelites. In these verses, Jesus is saying, you've heard that God commanded that you shouldn't murder, but I say. Or, you've heard that God said, do not commit adultery, but I say. The significance here comes in Jesus saying, but I say. Here, Jesus is showing that he has the authority to expand upon what God has put into place. Jesus has this authority because Jesus is God, and it is he who commanded it in the first place. Josh McDowell, in his book, The New Evidence That Demands a Verdict, 
points out that the significance here is that in these scriptures, Jesus teaches and speaks in his own name. By doing so, he elevated the authority of his words directly to heaven. Instead of repeating the prophets by saying, Thus saith the Lord, Jesus repeated, But I say to you. If you're still not satisfied, let's look at other sayings and teachings of Jesus. In Mark's gospel, there's an event in which a paralyzed man is brought to Jesus to be healed. Instead of just healing this person, Jesus says to the paralytic in Mark chapter 2, verse 5, Your sins are forgiven. The significance here, which is pointed out in verse 7, is that only God can forgive sins. And yet, this is what Jesus is claiming to do. In John chapter 10, verse 30, in response to the Jews asking him who he was and whether or not he was the Christ, Jesus responded by stating, I and the Father are one. With this statement, Jesus is making another claim to deity. In fact, this is evident by the response of the Jews in verse 33, which I'll come back to later. The Apostle John recorded Jesus saying in John chapter 14 verse 9 that he who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus is making another clear statement about his deity. And then lastly is John chapter 8 verse 58 where Jesus responds to the Jews by saying, Before Abraham was born, I am. By itself, this verse may seem odd. Not only that, but verse 57 tells us that the Jews picked up stones in order to try and kill Jesus. What's interesting is that in verse 55, the Jews were confused with Jesus and not angry. So we need to ask ourselves, what is so significant about Jesus saying, before Abraham was born, I am? Like I said, this statement may seem odd, especially if you don't have a Christian background or if you're unfamiliar with the Bible. So I'm going to read verses 48 through 59 so that you can see the full context. Actually, even in verse 48, we're kind of jumping into the conversation that's taking place between Jesus and the Jews. But I think that jumping in here will give us enough of the context to see what's taking place. For example, in verse 48, it says, The Jews answered and said to him, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon. But I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. But I do not seek my glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, and the prophets also. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death? Surely you are not greater than our father Abraham who died. The prophets died too. Whom do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, I glorify myself. My glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. And you have not come to know him. But I know him. And if I say that I do not know him, I will be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Jesus then tells them in verse 56, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Now, let me pause here. I want you to pay attention to how the Jews respond to what Jesus just said. 
In the very next verse, in verse 57, it says, So the Jews said to him, You are not yet 50 years old, and you have seen Abraham? I want you to notice something. The Jews aren't angry with Jesus. They're confused. If you're unfamiliar with biblical history, the reason for their confusion is that Abraham lived 2,000 years prior to Jesus' birth. So can you now see why the Jews reacted the way they did? In other words, they're saying, um, Jesus, you're not even 50 years old yet. I'm not good with math, but if Abraham lived and died 2,000 years ago, how could you have seen him? Notice again that they weren't angry with Jesus. They were confused. But now pay attention to verse 58 and how Jesus responds, as well as the reaction of the Jews in verse 59. In verse 58, it says, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. In verse 59, it says, Therefore they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Again, in verse 57, the Jews were confused by what Jesus was saying, but not angry. So what was so significant about what Jesus said in verse 58 that caused the Jews to want to kill him in verse 59? The significance is that Jesus is claiming to be God. The title, I am, points back to God speaking to Moses in the burning bush. For example, in Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 15, the scripture says, Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God furthermore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all generations. It's obvious from each of these examples that Jesus is claiming to be God. This belief is clearly shown throughout the scripture, and it's not something that Christians developed over hundreds of years like the Muslims, Jehovah's Witnesses, or others argue. We see this clearly through how Jesus taught, as well as with the statements that he made about himself. It's clear from what we've discussed throughout this episode that Jesus is unlike any founder of a world religion, and that he's the only founder of a major world religion that claimed to be God. It's also been shown from what Jesus said and taught that he clearly claimed to be God and that this belief was not something that developed over time. That's all the time that we have for today. Come back next time as we look at the reaction of the Jews as well as who the disciples and apostles thought that Jesus was to see if the Bible teaches the deity of Christ. God bless.